where looks right like there in that spot in that photo it looks just like an airpod in this one yeah. Oh my god, it really does. So we can agree that the baby from Eraser Head looks like an AirPod? Yes. Right. And I love him. Welcome and... to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> this one is an actual AirPod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, we're looking at pictures of the baby from Eraser Head. Yeah, but, the Eraser Head uh, baby. Welcome, everyone, to the uh, Film Studies podcast. We are the Paul cast. We're, Ooh, we're down a member. We're do- we keep going. We Our numbers are dwindling. We started off with like five people mm-hmm. and then we're four and now. And now there are three. In a couple of weeks, it'll just be me ranting into a microphone. Yeah. Or me. <laughs> uh, but me. It'll just be a silent Good podcast. luck getting rid of me. <laughs> uh, I am the, the local film bro, Francisco. I'm joined here by my hosts, my co-hosts. And I'm Valerie, but you can call me Val because we're friends. <laughs> And I'm Julia, apparently Captain Peanut, because I love peanut specials. Woohoo! Peanut specials being? Like Charlie Brown. Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown and Peanuts. And or is peanuts. it the Peanuts? No, the Peanuts. The Peanuts. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to send you a bunch of links so you can watch all the, the holiday specials. Oh, I love holiday specials, honestly. Oh, so you would like them. They're specials. <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, my God. Don't. I'm going to get hungry again. <laughs> uh, well, we have a very interesting... Uh, topic for today um we're gonna be somewhat of uh, film necromancers this episode we Ooh, are gonna declare vocabulary we're gonna declare what movie trends need to die and which ones need to come back yes right. dun, dun, dun. need to be resurrected resurrected if you will <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys know what generally like what film trends are just it's it's we're, i'm gonna establish a pretty broad definition of what they are either uh, styles of filming or editing or like themes even themes yeah Anything... techniques that are properly being used yeah mm-hmm. so it's, it's trends a, it's a very it's a very broad definition mm-hmm. so we're gonna kind of just kind of talk about the same thing how want. you would think about fashion trends the same thing yeah. exactly. for film and so we've narrowed down like the top 10 for mm-hmm. which ones need to go and which ones should come back. Yeah. The top 10 for us. Yeah, for us. Uh, but also the top 10 that are, you know, official, you know. Yeah, like, the official ones. Hollywood, if you're listening, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> Hollywood, this is hit us the up. film world talking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off with the ones we need, we declare have to die. Yeah. A bloody, gruesome death. Yes. Indeed. Okay. No, they need. Well, <laughs> I mean, I like, think Francisco's proven his like violent streak on the podcast. Yeah. Film bro strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off in number one. Oh, and these are in no particular order. These are in these no are particular just order. Yeah. The ten we hate. <laughs> ten we absolutely hate. These are getting a punch in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, jump scares. What do we hate about jump scares? They're cheap. Like there's such a an easy way to. Like, I feel like you don't really have to put thought into scaring your audience. You're just like, oh, I'm going to put a loud noise or something creepy is going to pop up on screen. And it's just a cheap way of scaring people. I feel like that's the a jump scare is the equivalent of killing an animal in a movie. It makes you it makes the audience like just an instinctual emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, it, they're so easy. They're so cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, you just lower the volume and boom. And yeah. scared. Sorry if I scared anyone there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, there are just so many. I I would rather watch a movie that goes through the trouble of actually establishing, like, psychological fears and kind of, you know, taking its time (laughs) to scare people. And sometimes I don't even need to be scared. I just need to be disturbed and and weirded out. Right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I want a film that, like, fucks with me. I want a film that, you know, like, goes deep into my mind and, like, pulls out all my, my, like, my trauma. I don't want to use a film to just, like, Gut punch me with a jump scare. Right. Well, as someone who doesn't like horror films or any <laughs> scary films in general, mm-hmm. jump scares, I also think, as Val mentioned, they're pretty cheap. They're pretty easy. And as a victim of many jump scares, <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> I just think you said you want something. If I were to watch a horror film, I'd rather watch something that is more psychologically trying to tap into my emotions. Damaging. Maybe yeah, not damaging. Damaging, but disturbing. If I were to watch them, yes, I think I'd rather prefer that, and then something that's just screaming at you and going boo. Because if I wanted that, I just go to a haunted house. Right, and I think, okay, so here's my little like. I don't think we need to completely get rid of them. Be selective when you use them. I right. Allow one. Yeah. I allow one. Build up Right, and and they don't. 
they don't have to be in every single movie. I'm just saying sometimes they can be well done. Like I, I, I mentioned I watched Eraserhead. Um, there is like a very brief pop-up scare but it's not so explicit like I think how a lot of movies do it um and I think the rest of the movie is just so weird and disturbing where it's just the pop-up scare just adds to the the fun to the flavor (laughs) (laughs) I I do I'll admit I'll admit that there is there might be a very niche place for jump scares in horror you know like it's been there since like the the start of horror movies Mm -hmm. but the Overindulgence of jump scares yeah. and the over reliance of jump scares is what I don't like. So we exactly. condemn jump scares to death. Yes. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Yes. Why would you want to use jump scares? Because I understand you're trying to scare the audience, and mm-hmm. if you have more, you know they're already on edge, and it's building up to maybe something bigger. Mm-hmm. But does it actually work? Yeah. Yes. Re- rather, yeah. Let me rephrase the question. Why are they being used? Okay, well, I think... Why do you think that they're being the reason overused that, okay, overindulged? Because people go to horror movies because they want to be scared. A way of scaring your audience that's very easy is to include a jump scare. Yeah. So people know that, you know, if there's a jump scare, you're going to leave the theater and you might be like, wow, that was really scary because of all the times that something popped up on screen. And that doesn't necessarily make a, a horror movie good. Yeah. Because at least for me, I want a, a horror movie that taps into, as you mentioned, trauma and things that are disturbing as opposed to just, oh, here's something scary that popped up on screen. Because I think horror movies also serve a purpose in, in helping us deal with the scarier aspects of life in a, I think in a, a healthier way than if you were to put yourself in danger, you know? Well, that's your, your local friend Val. <laughs> Whoa. Tell you how it is. All right. So we're condemning jump scares to death. Yes. They're dead now. All right. Number two. <laughs> and with that sound effect. <laughs> the Inception blah, noise. And for some reason, every article that I hear about it, they're calling it a bram. It's, it's not a brand. It's, it's a, a bomb. bomb. Uh, God, no one's going to want to listen to that. <laughs> uh, and that's the point. Yes. We should harmonize instead. It, it worked in Inception, right? It because only worked in Inception. It only worked in Inception because... I mean, it, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, but it also like tied to the actual plot of the movie. It did. Like, that was supposed to be the music that they were listening to. It heightened up all the emotions that were on screen, and it just allowed what was being visually seen just impact you in a more psychological way. Because music... It's been proven that music taps into your emotions and the same receptors in your brain that are activating as you listen to music, it's in multiple parts in the brain. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a physical response, which is why sometimes when you hear music, you get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It's just a sign that everything's happening in you. So much like, I feel like mm-hmm. much like the jump scare, the inception noise, like is a cheap way to like make something intense. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. right. Because mm-hmm. you associate it with something f- like, let's say a giant spaceship pops up you hear the sound yeah. and you kind of associate it with with okay this something's is dangerous like big, and something impactful right uh much in like your favorite movie man of steel oh no it's not uh, my favorite man, movie Bad, Bad, Bad mm-hmm. Superman. but like in man of steel like you see like the 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 world the terraforming machines come up and like they just vibrate and blonde yeah Ooh, intense i think if we want to even look at it on a on a broader scale i feel like movies um underestimate the power of sound design i think especially these superhero movies where it's it's a lot of action and a lot of uh these sequences where there's fight scenes and things like that where it gets noisy but i think you know sound design can really play into the way you're feeling when you're watching a movie and i think um, i feel like sound mm -hmm. has the ability to just add to a music Mm -hmm. in the sense of like you may have a film and then the sound director decides he's going to do this music and it just heightens over it. Mm-hmm. One good example of this is in Psycho. If you watch the film sequence mm-hmm. where it's the stabbing sequence, mm-hmm. you put it on mute, it is not scary whatsoever. Now you add those music with those screeching right. violins and it tricks the brain to thinking you're seeing much more than there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, even beyond just music, I mean like actual like ambient sounds and things like that. For example, I saw Suspiria and there's a lot of these sequences where you can hear breathing Ooh. and and Ooh, I like and that. things and there's and i think silence is underrated in like silence in movies silence is very, pal- it's yeah, very powerful there are movies where there's just these moments of silence and you really kind of appreciate the visuals and so yeah when then when you're filling silence or space with you know the womp sound i feel like you do you kind of cheapen these movies i i, I think- wish 
after such mm-hmm. a success of Inception using this wah sound, mm-hmm. like any other person in the film who wants to create that similar effect, they'll just go to that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, it's overused. It's, I guess you could say cheap, but it's just an easy way to it's do it. It's an easy way out. But I feel like there should be much more creativity in that sense. Cause there's, I, I agree. I'm sure they could find other ways to create that same impact. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Movie, movie makers, Hollywood, you just got to get better at it, right? Yeah. You haven't, you, you haven't <laughs> nailed movie making down. Okay. <laughs> so we're condemning the Inception lawyers to death. Yes. Okay. But not from the actual film Inception like that. No, It no, did no. it amazingly. Inception is like the only pass from The it. only yeah. pass because it was the creator. But every other movie... Bad no. job. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Number three. Found footage found footage, or quote-unquote based on a true story. Now, let me go off on a rant about this one. <laughs> go, go for ahead. it. I think that you, primar- you mainly see this in horror movies who are trying to heighten the tension without earning it. Mm-hmm. Like you see at the start of the movie like, oh, based on a true story or... This movie is a found footage movie or whatever. They're try- already trying to make you be like, ooh, this movie happened to a friend of a friend. You know when you mm-hmm. know when like a friend tells you like a stupid story and they're like, oh, my cousin has a friend who has a boyfriend who whatever, right? Yeah. No. Like <laughs> it trying to like create some kind of attachment between like your life and this movie. And it's not real. Like you're supposed to <laughs> no. I, I don't buy it. I feel like again, it's a cheap way to hide the stakes super early on in the movie. And I don't think it's yeah, and I think it it loses its gravity because if we look at, like, the Blair Witch Project, that was kind of the first time that this um, this idea... Right, this idea was presented or this method of, of presenting the film was, was kind of, I guess, popularized. And, and it went beyond just being found footage. Like, the actors were not allowed to show themselves in public for, for an, an, a certain amount of time to kind of increase the real, like, yeah. the fake reality of what was happening. And so I think in that, in that way it works. But now, if you see, for example, the Paranormal Activity movies or the Conjuring movies, you're, it might say based on a true story, but you're going in and you ultimately know it's not based on a true story. Yeah. There's no real um, tension there or real, like, gravitas to the situation. Like, <laughs> you know it's not real. It also sounds to me like when you're using these in horror films just to heighten the experience, it's also taking away... From the actual nature of other films that are actually based on a true story, would you say it's like kind of lowering uh, or no? no? No, not even because there's movies that are like actually based on like true actual like people, and they're, they're not horror movies or like dramas or something. And yeah, what I'm saying is that because the horror film genre is overusing this, is that taking away the credibility of other films? I don't using think it? so. No, <sighs> because the thing is, when you go see a horror movie, you know it's not based on a true yeah. story. No matter how many times it tells you that it's based on a true story, you know it's it's not really. Yeah. It's a it's like a marketing gimmick. Yeah, and even like uh, like I was gonna say, um, like drama movies that have like based on a true story or whatever. I was I was talking about this before the podcast. I was going on a mini rant about how. The these stories of actual real people and real events have been modified so much to fit the hour and a half, two hour structure of a movie that they no longer resemble the actual story of what happened because real life doesn't happen like in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, you don't have like a neat story with a beginning, a middle, and end, and like there's like a build up to a, to a climax. And no, like that's not what happens in real life. So I I don't even think it's worth putting it on like movies that are actually based on real people because. Even, even, I know it says based on a true story, not the retelling of a true yeah. story or whatever. I feel like it's still kind of like the values of the movie, and it's a cheap way to be like, oh, this really happened. Mm-hmm. So, we're condemned con- to death. Condemned to death. <laughs> condemned to death. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. We should make like a digital gravestone for all of these things. Oh, we can put that on the Instagram, maybe. I don't want to put my Instagram Ooh. people on blast like that. We could, we can, we'll, we'll see what we can work out. Well, okay. now we've, now it's on the podcast. Edit this out if it doesn't work out. <laughs> uh, moving on, world-ending events. And I'm talking like disaster movies, like Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Or like superhero movies where like the world's going to end. I just think they're boring. Who cares? Yes, the planet is dying because we're not <laughs> taking care of it. I don't want to see a movie about that. It's depressing. Well, not only that, but I'm talking about like, <laughs> like even in spy movies where they're like, these launch codes are going well, to go yeah. to the black market, and then it's like there's a satellite, and up then in the, space nuke, that the will, nukes, the like, nukes are going to be sent out. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, 
No, I want just... I want closer down to earth movies. So instead of world disaster, you're like a town disaster. Oh my or house a city. disaster. I want, a house I want... disaster. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think something on a smaller level is always better because there's something I guess more personal or intimate about that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I think on a, for example, like you can kind of, if you're having internal problems or problems within a household, you can kind of recognize that and relate to that more so than oh my god you know there's going to be a giant tsunami tomorrow that destroys half the earth that's not relatable or or even necessarily enjoyable to watch and i don't think it can it hasn't been done very well i i've been i've heard it called been called uh tragedy porn or disaster porn Mm. where it's just like you're watching buildings crumbling People getting swept away by a, by a tsunami or something like yeah, you know, people enjoy this and people enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. If you like that, you are some sick weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Stop no. listening to our podcast. Oh my! <laughs> no, no, we need all the listeners. Just kidding. To <laughs> we like you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's why we about world and movies. I want my I want my scales to be brought down to like the neighborhood. Like I want yeah closer to home or even yeah. I just. I'm not a big fan of this kind of like nature is out to get you as as the kind of villain of or the antagonist of a movie. I don't. Well, think then wouldn't Contagion also be a world disaster movie? And well, I feel like that one. Was well, done yeah, really we well. talked about like diseases. Yeah. Uh, you know, crazily spread diseases as as a kind of world-ending event. Mm-hmm. I think those movies kind of work a little better. I, I think those movies work, and here's why: because okay. they. The the scale might be like, oh, we can't let this thing, like, this con- outbreak, like, whatever. Escape, escape a certain... But it takes place in the, like, the laboratory, mm-hmm. which, for example, World War Z didn't do. Mm-hmm. World War Z, like, you had him, like, you had him jumping between, <laughs> like, uh, different countries and, yes. like, going different places. And I feel like that's where it failed. But then you have stuff like Outbreak and Contagion where it's, like, it's much smaller scale. But what about, you know, like, 28 Days Later, which is it's a zombie movie, but it's also about kind of... Well, well it spreads throughout the UK, I think, right? I don't know yeah. if it goes on to but, other uh, countries. Well, here's the thing about those kind of movies. Like, it, it, it's good. Like, the actual world-ending events, I feel like they're fine in movies, but I'm, we're seeing an overabundance of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in movies. Like, almost every movie, every action movie, every big budget movie kind of resorts to that. Like, if we don't do th- if we do not do A, then B is going to happen, then B affects the whole world. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know which action movie I really like that was considered a disaster film, but it wasn't really world-ending? It was that film that it was a train, and it was with um, Denzel Washington. A train? Yes. Oh, well, Denzel um, Washington is in uh, a lot of these. Man, I know that one. You know which um, one I'm talking about. The like, Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3? No. I think it's the um, oh I haven't seen. Am I am I right? I'm. I think it's. I'm that checking one. IMDb. Anyway, it's like yes, it's about a subway train. Uh, fellow one to three. If it is about a subway train, then you're right. It's not okay. a subway train. All right, well, well, okay. It's another, but it. But what I'm saying is, is that it, it's a disaster film, but it's not a world disaster, and I really liked it because. Denzel Washington, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. He's just working really hard to get his daughters back who are trapped in the train. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like it has like more of like a personal connection in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's... also movies that have that kind of personal. Is the world going to end? That's the question. That's to, to figure out. His world is going to end. No, is the world going to end? That's why I'm saying it's no, not then, really. Then it's not but a world it kind of. So, so like his personal pass. world is going to end. Because yeah. we're talking about, world. you know, the world, the earth. The as earth. we know it, yeah. so Society. like the coming to an end. nature as like the villain, basically. Yeah, that's what I don't... you don't like. I think it could be done well because all the tree huggers are agreeing with you. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry to cut this short, but we do have to move. On okay, okay. Because we're already at 20 minutes. That's fine, so but like then make sure this. to to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut. I'll cut. I'll cut around it. You can yeah, just please. Cut me right um, uh, okay, next up. So we condemned world-ending events mm-hmm. to death. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, superhero movies. Do we even need to talk about it? If you want to learn more, just listen to our last podcast. <laughs> yeah. They're, it's just overdone. I don't think they're fun anymore. It's just yeah. time to um, go. The plots There's are too never many. too strong. We had Endgame, right? We're done. Like, we don't need any more. Yeah. Well, We're done. We need to make room for more genre movies. I want to yes. finish the Spider-Man one. The last one, you, you, yeah. There's no more. I don't want to deal with it I anymore. just want Spider-Verse movies. That's oh all I God. care about. He, look, the... the 
Big I mean, there's a reason why it won the Academy Award. For <laughs> Big mm-hmm. superhero movies have like strung you along. They have you like hooked up to the IV, mm-hmm. and you want more and more of these movies. You got to break free. I just want Spider Verse. I don't because care was... about anything else. <laughs> Spider Verse is the only yeah. one that I like. <laughs> um. So superhero movie genre die dead die for now it dies. Yes. Not to be resurrected like in superhero no. movies. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even in twenty years. No. Nope. Uh, no, I have at least have a little. little we're little completely. No. No. Uh, next, casually explaining quantum physics. <laughs> Again, like many of these on the list, it's a cheap way to explain anything. It's almost like a magic, right? Where they're like, "Ooh, how do we do this crazy science thing?" Oh, I think quantum instead of physics. just trying to explain, they should just say, "Oh, it's magic," and that's yeah. it. I'm not like, just like, cut like off from all. Have you like it was like back in the fifties or sixties? They used to just say radiation. To wave it away, like yeah. how we do this radiation, and now that's uh-huh. transformed into quantum physics. Yeah, quantum <laughs> physics for sure. If you want a problem solved with science, just throw quantum physics or sh- start throwing like some like scientific jargon at the problem until it goes away. Until like if I want to hear someone explaining quantum physics, I just ra- rather listen to Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory. Well, that's not even correct. Oh, don't get me started Oof, on the Big Bang but Theory. I think, I, I think I we have to move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I think <laughs> I, I, I did something wrong. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, but uh, like a quick example of this one is like always using the like the piece of paper and pencil example of like... Which makes no sense For the wormhole. Well, I didn't show you the actual example, but go watch Interstellar. Yeah, <laughs> even though Interstellar is pretty good. I, the movie I really enjoy Interstellar. I just wanted to see... They're yeah. scientists. They should know what wormholes, wormholes are. Right, and how quantum physics work. What I don't like is what you mentioned before off podcast. It was that you were saying that other scientists were explaining to other scientists yeah, this that's, thing. Yeah. I find that, like, just stupid. Like, yeah. you should know this by now, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, I get explaining it to, like, regular people and regular old folk like me, mm-hmm. but... To other scientists, I mean, but that's well, that's that's a that's different the problem. Issue? That's okay. a different yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, so casually explaining quantum physics, sentence to death. Yes. All right. Um, what about handheld camera work or like shaky? Style? Yeah, and shaky camera shaky work cam. in general. Again, mm. uh, it's supposed to be like when it was originally used, or when it is used well, it's supposed to be like like you're up in there, you're you're close, right? You're you're with them. You're, it's almost like a perspective shot of being, uh, of like another character being in the in the same general area. Mm-hmm. But it's so overdone, like especially with like action movies or like fight scenes. I don't see, I can't see what's happening. I just see a lot of movement. I see a lot of like fists being thrown, but like I don't really know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I think the recurring theme in this list is that it's cheap and just kind of an easy way out of things. I think with kind of shaky camera work in you know, fight scenes, for example. Um, it's just like... I want to see the actual fight. Did you not have good fight choreography? What did happened? Did they not practice? Did they not yeah. actually hire so, people to Harrison do it? Harrison Ford is too old and his knees hurt. He couldn't do the, the, the choreography. Yeah, so but it's I think just, maybe if you're doing a documentary-style film, if it's done well, okay, Shaking Mate, pass. Okay, but we're talking documentary or pseudo-documentary? Pseudo-documentary. Because if it's pseudo-documentary... I don't know. I guess it really just depends, depends. on the approach. But Again. overall, in general, it should just it should just go to bed. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> uh, it's it's been played out. Like I'm tired of seeing it. Like it it used to be kind of like minor, like just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like again like a cheap way to like give it action, give it yeah. Movement. It's when just you don't know how to disorienting your... and and yeah, it's yeah. unnecessary. It doesn't need to be there. To death, to the execution. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Horror movie franchises, or the, or rather, the, infra- infra- can somebody say that for me? Enfranchisement. 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 <laughs> You're movies. struggling today. You should just take a moment. I am. Um, take a English is not my first language. I should clarify. Mm-hmm. Although I am an English major, so I am oh, mitigating. The struggles. The struggles. <laughs> the struggles. Um, I can write really well. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but horror movie franchises, like... <sighs> I mean, just how many really paranormal activities are there in general? Just like the franchising of everything is just sometimes you just want a one-off movie and maybe a sequel, and that's it. But that's pushing. Like I mentioned, Spider Verse, but honestly, Spider Verse was so good. I feel like you run the risk of ruining something once you turn it into a franchise. They always say the sequel is worse than the actual, except for the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen them, but. 
I was going to say Star Wars, but um, I hated The Last Jedi, so no comment. Uh, that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Trends that need to die. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yes. No. I that love was, Star Wars, but it does it needs to go. Although, yeah, I do feel like Star Wars was fine without even the prequels. Yeah. Like, yeah well, like, I think everyone will agree with that one. <laughs> just, I get people are now, like, uh, studios want to make, like, these huge cinematic uh, universes like comparable to like Marvel, mm -hmm. but you can't really do that with like with movies. Just you, you, like with most movies, you can't really do that. Like it's just they do it because it's like we've talked about this before on the podcast for sure. But you guarantee people to come see your movie when it's a franchise because people like what's familiar to them. So and the more they gonna... see it, the more they're actually going to pay for it. Yeah. And not just in theaters, but it's, also, <laughs> as mentioned before in the other previous podcasts. So it, it needs to die, but it totally works for these for these companies that make money off of, of them. But I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'd rather just watch one. I feel like usually one-off films tend to be more s successful in terms of storytelling, not so much maybe money. But I think you, you can more easily get a narrative along, especially because the problem I think with franchised movies as well is that the first one is a setup. Yeah. Right. So sometimes there's not even a focus on actually telling a good story. It's like, okay, how do we explain how these characters met or how do we, you know, present uh, or set up the rest of the cinematic universe? And that just doesn't make for a good movie. Exactly. I have uh, one question yeah. just to peg for Val. Do you like um, novel series, like different series with multiple books? No, because I never finish them because I have commitment issues. <laughs> and, so, and so, like, when I, if I read a book and then I start getting – well, actually, this happens to me with TV shows, too, and I really enjoy it. And then I start getting towards the end. I'm like, ooh, I don't want this to be over. And then I'll just never that finish it. That happens to me. Like, I'll watch a show and then I'm at, like, the last episode and I don't want the story to end in my head, so I won't watch the last right. episode. But in books, I will read every book no, in you, the series. No, you buck up and watch those last three episodes. <laughs> no. You read the I've been watching, like, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer forever. Ooh. But, um... um, This is off topic, though. Yeah, sorry. You could probably edit that <laughs> out. Okay, number nine. <laughs> anyway, franchises need to die. Yes. Uh, I want original stories. Okay, next. 3D. I, there's not a lot to say about 3D. It doesn't work. We've tried it. Um, I get a headache. It hurts it my sucks. head. Yeah. You get pink eye if you're using like those reusable ones. Ew. <laughs> it's um, true. Yeah. Well, maybe years ago, but now everyone gets like a prepackaged. No? Yeah, but it's still, what? it sucks. I just don't understand I feel like if I'm going to pay for 3D, I'd rather just pay for D-Box. Yes, just pay for D-Box. If you're going to pay for 3D, just watch a VR movie or something. Like, that's so much better. Okay, but that's not accessible everywhere. No. Yeah, that's what they used to about 3D. You just give it a couple of years. No. Okay. No, thank you. Regardless. <laughs> that's, your idea is shut down. <laughs> 3D doesn't work. The technology's not there and never will be there unless it's like a hologram. Yeah, it's just, uh, it doesn't really add much to the movie. You have to wear uncomfortable glasses the whole time and kind of risk getting a headache. It sucks. And it lowers the quality of, like, the movie itself. Yes. Like, the movie looks bad. Like, it looks, like, almost, like, it has a soft focus or something. Right. Like, mm -hmm. save your money. If you want to, you have the money to splurge, go see it in IMAX or in D-Box and you'll have a much better time. Exactly. 3D movies, dead. They suck. Dead. And <laughs> lastly, for our movies that need to die, post-credit scenes. I, I feel like this is a, a, a symptom of the enfranchisement of movies. And the superhero genre. And the superhero but it's genre. also extended upon other genres in film. Let me tell you about this. Because this last weekend, I went to go see Harriet, which mm -hmm. a review will be up soon, just so you know. Mm-hmm. My mom was with me, and she's like, oh, we're going to stay for the ending credits scene. And I'm like, no, there's no ending credits scene. She's like, well, you don't know. Let's wait and see. So we waited in mm -hmm. the theater until, like, actual staff walked in. They're like, mm -hmm. there's nothing after. We're like, I'm like, ma, of course, I told you. It's a drama. Why are they going to well, have yeah. ending credit scenes? That would I think be it's strange. because of all the effective superhero films that they yes. use it so much that I'm just like, uh, what? Like, we, we, don't, we don't need to stay there the entire time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't oh, want Maybe to. we should because the credits are there. But, no, your movie ends where your movie ends, right? Uh, I don't want this, like, I don't want, like, a teach for the next movie. I'm tired, tired of that. I feel like this is, again, back to this where, like, in, in moder but in moderation, things are good. But then as soon as you got that first post-credit scene, it became a thing. And so every movie has to, every superhero movie, action movie has to have the post-credit scene. And 
it is a symptom of like fran- the enfranchisement yeah. of movies because you want to see what's next in the lineup. Um, and it's like, oops, sorry, there's nothing. But it's just, it's annoying. And then, yeah, you want to go to the bathroom after you a movie. Said, bathrooms are before and after. Yeah. And so, I don't want to stay an extra 20 minutes waiting after right. all the credits are over. Yeah, I just want to go to the just bathroom. Just to see like, man. what, a one minute scene? There's there's an actual website that I had to I've had to bookmark on my phone mm-hmm. called After Credits where it goes and tells you whether or not there's mid credit uh, uh, scenes or post credit scenes and mid credits yeah like, that's like in the middle of the credits there's a oh my god or like when they show a couple names and they show it and then they show the rest of the credits mm-hmm. not like showing all the credits and not then um, mm-hmm. I'm tired of using that I don't want to look at that I just want to be like it. okay I watched the movie I can leave I, I mm-hmm. want to go to the bathroom I don't want to wait I want to pee I'm tired. don't I'm make cold. me stay more yeah you don't <laughs> want to have to sit there and watch you know what this. happened once the last film I saw in the theaters that was superhero film it was no not the last one I went to see <laughs> Captain Marvel sorry mm-hmm. I tapped into the table <laughs> and there was a post credit scene right and I had to pee so badly that my friends would not let me leave and I'm like I'm gonna be back before the post credit scene starts I went to the bathroom. I was. It was still going on. Like crazy. Well, that's why you have to go to the bathroom beforehand. If you listen to our (laughs) idea movie was. But I did. I just drank a lot of water during that. There you go. Anyway, Um, post-credit scenes need to die. They need to die. They're condemned. Um, Well, those have been our... our Ten. Ten. We've uh, marked for death. We've marked for death. Now... Fellow necromancers, grab your phylacteries, right? Ooh, grab what does your, that mean? A phylactery is... <laughs> You're completely going off topic. <laughs> a phylactery is the, uh, something that encases a necromancer's um, mortal body. So that, or like remains a mortal body so that they don't lose their mortality. Film bro is going film nerd. <laughs> Whoa. Um, this is the most I've let's, seen. Let's channel our power to bring back some... Uh, some trends. trends that need to come back. I want them back in my life. Yeah. We're gonna Frankenstein this. We're yeah. gonna go inside with like with like an old umbrella and like, you know, channel electricity and bring these yes. back to life. So <laughs> this is one I submitted, okay? Adventure movies. Yes. I want Brendan Fraser pure. back in my life. I want Indiana <laughs> Jones back in my life. Yes. I know Disney has started to kind of like do more. T- yeah, do adventure. more with like Jumanji and like mm-hmm. I know they're coming out with uh, Is Star Jumanji Wars. a Disney movie? I don't think so. I think it is. I think it is. No. Disney what Well, is is Hold hold on. Okay, well, Pirates of Car- the the Caribbean, like Ooh, I want like Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Well, it's it's either way. Either it's way. either way. It's either a struggle. No, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's I would bomb. love. I would love more of that. Yes. Well, is it? Wasn't there supposed to be another film coming oh, up or something? Here's the thing, though. Pirates of the Caribbean needs to die. <laughs> but the the well, first here's the problem they enfranchised it. <laughs> yes, but like the first one is so good, and I'm gonna all I'll stand by the first three. I think the first three yeah. are really solid. But yeah. I wish that's where you had to end. Yeah, that's no more after that. Oh, trilogies, I don't think are franchise. Yeah, trilogies are okay. I'm Once you get to number four. Yeah, you're done. Alien. <laughs> Alien is, I think they have like a quadrilogy. But anyway, adventure movies. Adventure they movies need to come back. back. They need to come back. They're fun. This, please, I want I more Journey you. to the Center of the Earth. I'm sorry. Still, yeah. <laughs> I loved that film. Yeah. Um, we need more of that. But I don't want them to be too family movie-ish. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to be too jumanji I had a big problem with Jumanji. The new ones yeah. or the original? The new one. Okay. I, the original's fun. I want them to be a little more like fun. adventure, like, ooh, where are they going? Yeah, I I agree. Because oh. there's something, like, the, I think part of the reason Pirates of the Caribbean is so good is because it wasn't kind of held back by all these standards for other Disney movies. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I think it was Disney's first PG-13 movie or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely they can't be super family friendly. it was friendly. being shot when Disney was really pumping out, like, all the Disney princess films. Was it? Like, it was mostly, I think, like, I feel like it was being shot with, like, when Disney was focusing more on animation. Mm-hmm. And, like, this was, like, their big mass release in theaters, not just on the mm. Disney Channel, in theaters of, like, actual live yeah. humans Dis- on screen. Uh, Pirates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because Disney has a lot of films, but they're mostly, like, sh- only shown on the Disney Channel. Yeah. So most yeah. people don't know it, but like as a big like movie theater mass, <laughs> where most of them should I, stay. IRL live action Disney movies should stay in the Disney Channel yeah. where they should go to rot. Yeah, They're well, bad. Mulan seems like it's going to be good. I don't know. There are some good no, decoms. Some good decoms. I have a big problem with Disney Mulan movie. Well, just you. The new one? Yeah. Or the original? The new I'm one. I'm going to keep asking new one I or think... original. See, that's a problem because there's the too many adaptations. To... Yeah, there's too many adaptations. Wait, but we're talking about what we want to resurrect. Let's not go there. All right, so eventually. 
fictional movies need to come back. Yes. All right. Uh, next. Good musicals. Good musicals. <laughs> I just cut you off. <laughs> in parentheses, including tap dance. I, I think, want a tap dance I think sequence. Tap dance. Who included that? I'm pretty sure it was uh, Strakarski. I yeah. think he included that. So he, he wants wanted, a ta- tap dance. I want like the classic like singing in the yes. rain. I want more of that. Yes. I'm kind of, I, I know you're a fan of like The Greatest Showman. I, I haven't seen it, but I'm not a super big fan of like. I like it because the- of the music. Yeah, but see, that's my thing. I'm not a super big fan of like the ultra pop kind of genre in in musicals. Like I, I feel like I, I like the it was more really classical. Cool. It was like released in a point where I didn't see a lot of musicals coming out, mm-hmm. so it was a really good refresher. And I thought it was a really yeah. good film. I like it. I still have that playlist on my phone. So. I think I would almost prefer like this might be unpopular, but like theater adaptations, like Ooh, so so like I want to yes. like maybe Oklahoma, <laughs> the door <laughs> I gotta go. Wait, isn't Cats being? Oh, really oh. But it looks yeah. really okay, bad. but that's why we have good musicals was, is on the list. I was, good I was not musicals. Say until Katka brought up I, yeah, Cats. I can't believe you brought Cats <laughs> up. I blocked it from my memory. I had it no, repressed. No, you just mentioned theater adaptations, and that's the Part first thing French. that popped in Part my head. My but it does not look good. I don't like it. Cats is a fever dream. And it's bad. It should not have ever been conceived. It is not what we consider a good musical. It is not what we consider a good idea. <laughs> well, yes, in general. But it I'm saying, so like, bad. I wouldn't mind adaptations of, like, you know, uh, well, there's, I'm pretty sure there's an Oklahoma. But, you know, I don't there know. Is, like, yeah. The state? <laughs> I'm kidding. That was, <laughs> that was a joke. Just kidding. All the musical adaptations that I'm thinking of already exist. <laughs> yeah. I feel like good musicals, I feel like good need. I feel like the problem that we haven't seen a lot I of good musicals. I want more Sound of Music, Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. I, I feel, the thing is that that kind of general poppy music is not popular anymore. I know it's poppy mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not popular anymore. Like, I would love to see musicals that go into like genres. Like, I want to see a rap musical. A, a what? A, a what? rap musical. Oh, a rap musical. musical? Well, I want to see a rock musical. In the like, Heights is coming. Well, In the Heights isn't fully rap, but it is like Lin Manuel yeah, Miranda's. Like, I want to see like mm-hmm. R&B, something like that. Like that's that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, In the Heights Hollywood, is coming out next year, so <laughs> keep an eye out for In the Heights. So musicals need to come back. They need to make a comeback. All right. Like, yes, but good ones. Okay. Yeah. That's the Wait, the important off part. Off topic. Here. Did you guys like La La Land? No. I didn't see it, but no. No. I have I have problems with La La Land. That are unrelated to me actually seeing it. I have problems with La La Land too. Yes, well. I didn't we, like it. We probably didn't like the, the idea of a white guy saving Jess. Yes, thank you. I thought that was really okay. Weird. <laughs> I didn't want. To, yeah, and I only sat through. That's half why I of haven't seen it. I was in theater. I watched it at home. Mm-hmm. I saw half of it, and I'm like, no, I can't watch. Yeah, this. that's why I I didn't, I didn't watch like it. it. And I was like Ryan Gosling, why do you do this to me? I just don't like musicals in general, but because uh, you have you suck. You have okay. no soul. <laughs> you have no soul. Yeah. Good musicals need to come. Okay. Yes. Next. Unknown actors. Yes, I want to see a lot of new actors. Yes, I want to. I, I don't want to see The Rock in every third oh movie. Oh my in god! The yeah, he's in so many things right now. Yes, I don't want to see that. I want to go back to like old like Star Wars, original Star Wars, where like mm-hmm. they got like well, even super the, the Force Awakens. Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and like weren't super popular exactly. actors before. Yes, and I think I think it adds to the movie because it can be kind of distracting. Like yes, when it's you see super these. Distracting. I don't know, yeah. When um, you see these movies with these really recognizable actors, especially, for example, I have heard very good things. I haven't seen it, but Uncut Gems, uh, I think Adam Sandler's in it, and mm-hmm. it's but it's a serious movie. It, yeah. What's that like? I feel like you're the whole time I feel like if I was watching it, I'd be like, Waiting for a oh joke. my God, it's Adam Sandler right? in a serious role. This is so weird. And there's so much talent out there that... For real. Hollywood is just overlooking because they want to just, oh, I want to cast uh, Right. They're just getting actors who will bring a following and who will fill up a theater. For example, look at, you know, Ghost in the Shell and all these movies that get whitewashed because they're cast, you know, they cast these super popular actors because they think people are going to come see these movies because it's a super super popular actor. And then you're not giving jobs to people of color and to, you know, a diverse range of people Mm -hmm. because it's just going to the same group of actors over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. We need more so, new faces. New faces. Yes, I want new faces. faces that's what we want. As Sai's new song said, I want new face. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, great or- original scores. Yes. Uh, we talked on and off. Well, we talked about uh, about this off the podcast and how 
Hollywood is going through this like weird phase where they're using they temp music. Yeah, they're using mm -hmm. temp music where you know, like in the original unreleased cut, they use like music that they don't have the rights to, and that song works well for that scene. But then the director or the producers go and say to the to the composer and say, "Hey, create a song that kind of mimics this," mm -hmm. and then it just ends up sounding more like a copy or replica rather than an original song, right? Right, and, which is um, the problem with, like, a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah I can't, you know, the theme song? dear listener, can you, can can you, you think of any... Can you hum the theme song of Marvel? Yeah, can no. you hum the Avengers theme song? Yeah, exactly. No, you but cannot. can you hum the Star Wars theme song? Yes, you and, hum, you know, Pirates the, of the Caribbean. The Lord of the Rings. That was uh, 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 Bolton? No. Who? What? The composer who composed the pirates. Someone no, pirates no, is Hans Zimmer. No, it Hans started Zimmer. off with someone else, and then Hans, Hans Zimmer. You might be right. I feel like Bolton sounds familiar. Uh, well, movie. No. Well, yeah. But like, I Original want music. scores where like after the film, I'm in the bathroom. I want to be humming it and like harmonizing with the next person in the song. <laughs> well, that's what I want. Not I want that. great scores. Well, it will, yes, that. But not. Every, I know. I understand that every movie can do that. But I want like a good score, kind of like Interstellar, like something like. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all Hans that. Zimmer is it's the thing. Everything Zimmer, he touches please. turns to gold. <laughs> Hans um, Zimmer, use your powers. <laughs> yeah, it's just so... Yeah, you want a score that's memorable and that really kind of moves you. And not just only that, it may not be memorable, but in the film itself, it's carrying the story with it. But uh, yes, exactly. I agree. It needs mm -hmm. to have that kind of emotional impact. But I think it's really telling when, as you mentioned, if you leave the movie, you're kind of like, "Ooh, I want to listen to the soundtrack." Or yeah. I, for me, I, I very much pay attention to to the soundtrack and score while I'm watching a movie. Yeah, and, and how so it's going along I, with the I want to be able to think like, "Ooh, that worked really well for this yeah. movie." Mm -hmm. Can I, uh, one of my mm -hmm. personal favorites, mm -hmm. Pacific Rim. The music Ooh, in yeah, that. I went Rim's into the really movie good. with like. Is, Low expectations. I thought it was going to be like a dumb action movie. And, you know, it was the only thing that was out all the time, I think. And mm -hmm. I remember they're going there. And I, I, like, the the first scene where you you see, like, the the Jaegers. Mm -hmm. And you see uh, Riley and his brother drop down. That shit was badass as hell. And the music yeah. fits in so perfectly. And, I, like, I turned to my brother. I'm like, this shit's fucking good. Yeah. This shit's fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, it's rad as hell. So that's what I need. I want more of those moments where like the music like blends in perfectly with the with the visuals, and I want to sure. be like, shit, this is badass. As yeah, fun. I want to have goosebumps. Right, same. I want to be sitting in the theater and be like, oh my god, that worked perfectly. Or like, I want oh my, my god, I need blown. to know who wrote the song. I need to find this. Yeah, song. I need. I, I want to listen to this Spotify. afterwards. Yes, exactly. So check, check that needs to come back. <laughs> uh, next thing that needs to come back, film noir. Yes. Both thematics. Like, I want to see more, like, mm -hmm. we don't see any more, like, uh, private eye films, right? Yeah. I want to see, like, a modern, like, they use this technology, like, they use, mm -hmm. like, I want to see an investigative film. Kind of, like, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Mm -hmm. But that one got super, super, like, that's not really noir. No. Mm -hmm. And that one, I want to see more of that. I, I was going to mm -hmm. say, I want to see more of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I don't even think that was Hollywood. I think that was, uh, I want to say, um, Norwegian? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a Norwegian yeah. film. Yeah, so, or Swedish. Swedish, I think it is. So more of that, like mm -hmm. even like with the lighting, I want to see more like. Dark I want to see shadows. more shadows. Yes, I want to just see reflection. Even the aesthetics just of the it. Aesthetics of it. Like I so would beautiful. love. I, I know I, I was talking about Eraserhead, but David Lynch directed um, the TV show Twin Peaks, and it's mm -hmm. a super bizarre kind of series, but it has all these really fun noir elements. Ooh, you're in trouble. Mute, mute, mute your phone or whatever that was <laughs> immediately. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, please um, uh, make sure phones are meter. At least if they're vibrate, like they're not on the table. Yeah, but um, oh my gosh, yeah, just the the noir aesthetics, like the jazzy music, the kind Ooh, of fun it. narration. Well, Motherless Brooklyn. Has yeah, all of this. Yes, it's great. And although it may be a bit long. Mm -hmm. It's it has all those qualities you want, like the shadows, like the dark yeah, colors, just the music, the very jazzy feel. Oh, I love, love it. it. The the reflections with the camera work. Ooh. Does the protagonist smoke? The no. protagonist has to smoke. The no, has to smoke. that's not true. He has to call a woman's legs gams. <laughs> gams? What? What no, kind I'm of warm? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, 
film noir needs to come back both thematics yes. uh, like themes visuals. and visuals visuals absolutely yeah. and and musically too it's because amazing. I love a good jazzy smoky Ooh. kind of yeah. uh, soundtrack Ooh. well there is a lot of smoky in a bar scene in Moses Brooklyn <laughs> he's not smoking uh, well jumping off of that another thing that needs to come back creative crime dramas like heist or, or con films I can't yes. remember the last time I've seen well, one well they, they are around are they but are they good no is the, the, is you, the real are question are you talking about Ocean's 8 Yes. Terrible, I, terrible okay, movie. here's the thing. I haven't seen them. I'm just saying that they are around. I'm they not are. saying that they're good. That they're I not good though, them. necessarily. Yeah, uh, but like I feel like what also falls into this is like I want to see more spy thrillers, stuff like that. I, f- I feel like spy thrillers fall into creative crime the dramas. La- the last spy film I watched was The Kingsman. Ooh, but that's a comic book. But movie. it's it's but is it, it a comic? Yeah, it, it, it is. is a comic it is? Book, I yeah. had no idea. It's a heist, kind of, but I feel like it's no. more comedic. Oh, it, for sure, it's definitely. I want like comedic. more serious. It yeah. is a comic. Kingsman, it started off like, as a comic series okay. by Icon Comics. What? Um, but I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, you guys said you didn't see Ocean's Eight. I feel like Ocean's uh, Ocean's Eight had no charm. Like mm. these movies have like a certain kind of charm where you're like, yeah. "Ooh, I want, I'm rooting for the bad guy." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to outsmart, out like trick everyone, and mm-hmm. don't even bring up now you see me. All right. Don't even bring up that movie. I know I brought it up, but don't even talk about it, okay? I hate <laughs> that movie so much. First, you know what they call their sequel? A movie called Now You See Me. You know what they call their sequel? Now, now You See Me Too. No! Wait, they it had such a good opportunity. They, they should have called it Now You Don't. It should have been that, for sure. Or Now You See Me Too, Now You Don't. Anyway, that movie's so bad. The first one was really good. Well, like, pretty good. I really don't trust your what movies you like because it's so bad. It's so bad. The acting is so bad. The writing is so well, bad. Well, yeah, the acting is bad. But I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, I finished the film. Okay, I sat through it. Yeah, a That's movie can something. be a movie can be interesting, but still bad. Like, I wouldn't say I th- bad. I, think, that, I but... think they had a cool concept of like, what a bunch of what if a bunch of magicians like stole uh, money, money, or like they they commit mm-hmm. acts. That's a super cool idea. That's a super interesting idea because you know they have like their sleight of hand, their illusions, stuff like that. But their execution is so bad. Also, Mark Ruffalo, I, I'm going to spoil it because I don't care. Mark Ruffalo is also like a secret magician that's been in like the CIA or whatever. And he just, <laughs> and he's chasing him for no reason because he's the one that set up the... Oh, I thought that fuck, was random. Fuck those movies. Okay. Creative crime, creative crime dramas that well, let's are not... Try to, let's try to refrain from the, from, from the language you're, pro- okay. you're portraying right now. Creative crime dramas This is for back. the university. Now, uh, screwball comedies. Yes. Screwball comedies... This was... Director Strykarski's input. Personal it was input, definitely yeah. suggested. He made it very adamant. <laughs> but I mean, we did talk about um, you know rom coms are not good. No, I don't rom-coms. think I can. I don't think I can name a good rom com. Um, <laughs> I can't name a good exactly. Rom-com. No. Um, but I think, but I can think of a good screwball comedy like His Girl Friday. Yeah, that's, really that's good. pretty good. Uh, but for those who don't know, screwball comedies are uh, uh, sub genre. Yeah, of, of romantic comedies, of r- rom coms that flip the traditional. Like they, they just play around more with the rom com um, structure. They, well, I'm not gonna go super into these, but they need to come back. I feel like they're they're like known for satirizing traditional love story. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's much more fun than watching. Oh, my God. I saw the worst rom-com ever. Which one? Let's see if I watched it. <laughs> um, it's, oh, my God. I can't remember what it's called because I, I think I'm really trying to repress it. But this girl, <laughs> this woman falls in love with this man who runs this misogynistic show where he talks about how much he hates women and how horrible they are. And she somehow falls in love <gasps> with him. Is it with Katherine Heigl? Yes. Oh, I know which one that was. And it's I'm, the ugly truth. Yes. And I'm supposed to sit there <laughs> I watched it. and think, why? I don't ever want to see that I, again in my life. I it's, thought it was messed up, but like I just needed some background noise while working on an essay so I just I, put it I wouldn't even put it on as background noise it was just physically painful to watch <laughs> it was oh my god I didn't get how they fell in love yeah let me fall in love with this dude whose job is to talk about how objectifying but, and women and being I, horrible to I, them I forget who mentioned it but somebody said that most of these rom-com movies are written by a guy that's yeah. that has to but, be that's the problem. No, no, I think that's not just true. any guy, but like the guy that is symbolically the guy in the movie. Like, it, like oh, they're all self inserts for yeah. sure. I think so, yeah. Like uh, like you have like a, a Seth Rogen type character. Uh, 
fall, make uh, making this like beautiful woman fall in love with him yeah. with, for no reason just because he's a piece of shit. Like, yeah, dude. And and in the movie, she also falls in love with like the well, she she doesn't fall in love. She goes on a date with this guy who's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. But then she's like, I don't really have feelings for this guy. I have feelings for the misogynistic douchebag who's horrible I, to I me. I can write an entire like six-page essay just on that one character of, like, the guy who's, like, a, cool, a nice dude who's just staring. He just gets the short end of the stick because some dude wrote this woman should fall in love with Seth Rogen, right? So let's just say, you know, rom-com should, you know, take a back burner, but screwball comedy yeah. should come back. Yeah. Yes. Um, what should be in the front burner, mm-hmm. alternatively, are practical effects. What I'm, are practical effects? Practical I'm still effects, a little bit unclear. Okay, practical effects are uh, special effects in movies that are not... Done through CGI. Yeah, they're they're physically there. So when you see, uh, like a monster where like it's move it moves and like the actor can actually touch it, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a practical effect, right? Okay, okay. But if it's just like a green ball that they're gonna CGI later with it's a dragon, not like these actors talking with the raccoon from from, from exactly the like that's not like, practical, practical effect. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. why I'm saying we need puppets. Yeah, <laughs> I love we need, puppets. We need blood squibs. I yes. want to see blood squibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood squibs are like those uh, like 1990s, 1980s, like little packets of blood on mm-hmm. like the shirts of actors that when like they get shot, like squirts and, out. And like the thing here too is that you, sh- you should still be able to use special effects, but they should be used with um, practical effects. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. think you can use uh, special effects to kind of um, enhance yeah. practical ones, but your, your go-to... If possible, because there are some things that are just not possible with yeah. practical effects. But whenever possible, it sh- practical effects should be used. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it, it ages better. Because, I mean, look at the, have you guys seen The Thing? The Thing is yeah. crazy. And those practical effects, I know they might not age perfectly. Yeah. But it's still fascinating to see how those were done. Yeah. I like, have a really good example of it, mm-hmm. but it's not a film. What is it's it? It's a series. Uh-huh. It's the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. Oh, that's not a good example of it. <laughs> it is, I'm just saying. They use Get out of puppets. here. <laughs> they use puppets and they mm-hmm. build their entire sets with artists and everything. And they're still using CGI to help with some yeah. of the background to make it look like they're flying in space. Francisco also so, hates the labyrinth. So his opinion here is not he valid. He just has no soul. Just because <laughs> David Bowie, bless his soul, is in it. <laughs> Doesn't make Rest it in good, peace. okay? Like I hate. It's it looks good like the though. Puppets look so fun. creepy. No, That's even the, point. the hero That's puppets. That's where it was designed. Even to the be. hero puppets look creepy. Yeah, even David in the Dark Bowen Crystal the series on Netflix, they're creepy as heck too. It's fun. It Why doesn't would you matter. accept entertainment that makes you feel uncomfortable like that? Um, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It. it just looks creepy. So okay. I'm like, whoa, but, what is this? And when you find out it's a puppet, you're like, yo. That's crazy. (laughs) And then if you watch the the behind-the-scenes series that they have, it's just insane. It's super cool. All right. Well, practical effects. Yeah, practical effects need to come back. back. Not just puppets. Other things as well. Other things as well. But (laughs) they just have, like, a bias on puppets. Speaking of puppets, puppets, uh, next is stop-motion and 2D animation. I love it. Yes. You know which is my favorite stop-motion film? Or not stop-motion, but more claymation, but I think it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was... um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. That I, one's amazing. I was going to say there's like this, there's like this small resurgence of um, stop motion because you have like the Lego movies, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. are part CGI, part IRL. Yeah. Right, which again, this is a situation where again, CGI can be helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But especially 2D animation. 2D yes, animation I love it. Back. Disney, There's, please, again. you can be making bank. That I know, that's what I'm saying. If Disney made a 2D animated movie, now? the people would go crazy. Because yeah. there's people who went to... Oh my God, I'm banging the table, sorry. There's <laughs> um, there's people who went to see Mary Poppins because oh, there was 2D, there was 2D, and 2D animation. And I it on Netflix and I loved it's that just, section. It's just, I feel like they would make so much money because everyone's dying to see a 2D. go back to their original work, man. Yeah, and I think... Uh, well, Maybe not, not, but like not working, super not, original. Not super like, original, but we're in the not, sense of using T. Not 2D. Song of the South. Yeah, <laughs> um, 2D animation. But oh my gosh, yeah, I just feel like you lose some some of the things you can get away with 
um, with 2D animation when you do 3D animation. Mm -hmm. Like, you can take a lot of stylistic and artistic liberties when you're working in 2D animation. I mean, take what you love, the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's a bomb. But that's why I think Spider-Verse works so well because I think it's kind of, it leans more towards the, almost the stylistic uh, achievements of 2D animated films in a 3D animated medium. So I think... they also use different styles too. Exactly. So I think that's what's super awesome about it. Also, well, specifically with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, like they actually made it look, try to make, look more like a... like a comic book. Movie. Yes. Yes. I loved that. Which I thought was a cr- like. Look, you have a perfect example into the Spider Verse. Like, yeah, it is so the good. perfect example. It works. The perfect it, it example. Works. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to see it more back. Okay, last one, guys. For okay, this was your trends. I need to. This is another one of my inputs. Mm-hmm. Monster movies, like classic yes, monster movies. Like I agree. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Like I just that's cool as hell. Like this needs to be mixed in with like practical effects and mm-hmm. like um and a smidge of CGI and, ooh, and maybe film noir too yes ooh, that's for sure a monster film noir so yes. I don't want that I don't want crazy. I don't want all my horror um, movies to just be like spared ghost hauntings uh-huh. can you I think want of, a monster movie can you think of a monster movie that came out recently that wasn't about like ghosts the, the god so thing but I'm not gonna that's talk a about kaiju. it yeah it's that's more of a kaiju movie um can you no, think of yeah, there. No. I don't. Not or, in recent or memory. A monster movie that, and, like that, I don't. That made like Dracula into like a sympathetic hot dude. Like, ooh. But is no, there anything no, no. truly <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Valerie's eyebrow just clipped <laughs> up, and I was like, yo. It's 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 wrong because like they didn't do a good job of it. But like, well, yeah, no, I know. I want to see like. Like like an actual mummy. That's yeah. Brendan Fraser. Come back, bring the mummy. No, yeah, I agree. I would love to see a monster movie because there are technically, you know, yeah. the more recent Dracula movie, but that's not fun. You kind of want the total, like the, that monstrous element to mm-hmm. it. You don't need just a hot vampire dude. Watch Twilight. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Funny that the last thing I'm thinking that needs to be resurrected is monsters. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Bring back Frankenstein, man. <laughs> um, well, that's that was our list of. Of, of our uh, trends, yeah. ten trends that need to be resurrected and ten trends that need to die that mm-hmm. we have sentenced. Hopefully, this you know this ma- magical ritual of making this podcast we'll will bring, bring those back. back. To life, yes, right? hopefully someone's uh, listening to us <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah, if only. Um, hope uh, maybe you guys can tell us on our Instagram page uh, yes. what are some trends that you guys want to see die, or some trends you want to see resurrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be shy. We're going to make a post about it when this yes. podcast comes out. Uh, but that was the main section of the podcast, and I would like to welcome everybody into our favorite segment. <laughs> my favorite segment, the five minutes with the film, bro. Yo, chill. Oh, I love that. It's getting better. <laughs> we're getting, we're There's getting, less of us. There's less of us. It's easier. <laughs> it's easier so, to coordinate in time. So mm-hmm. every podcast, this last five minutes, I have boiled down, condensed, you know. I love how you say boiled down. I boiled down <laughs> the Sounds plots, like you're boiling the plots of three movies <laughs> into their most basic, you know, enigmatic sentences. I mean, after 101 Dalmatians, I'm just like ready. To... Yeah, I'm just like, so, what do you have in store? <laughs> yeah, that was... So the way this works is I'm going to read out the this condensed version of a plot for a movie. and How many are there? There's three. Okay. And uh, my co-hosts here have to... So if we get two, if one of us gets two, we don't have to do the third yeah. one. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we'll do it for fun. fun. Yeah. It's my five minutes. I get to do what I want. <laughs> Usually it's not five minutes, but sure. Uh, it's kind of like saying the, like, the whatever corner. It's not an actual corner, but anyway. We can sit you in a corner if you'd like. No one Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> you, you beat me to So it. let me read these sentences out and you guys can tell me what movie okay. these are. These are movies that I hope and I think you guys know what these okay. movies are, okay? Starting with number one. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm young ready. Ma- <laughs> young man becomes a necromancer when he gets cold feet. What's a necromancer? Uh, someone who raises the dead and stuff. When he gets cold feet. Yes. So cold feet. When I think of cold feet, I think of weddings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right track. So a necromancer, like we, like we thematic to it, we were just doing yeah. like corpse bride. Yes, it's a corpse oh, for real? Oh, yeah. nice one. Yeah, Very I was good. thinking in the realm of Tim Burton, but I couldn't. Wait, did Tim Burton do corpse bride? Yeah, he did. Uh, produced it. Okay, produced it, yeah. yeah. I was oh, thinking in that job. realm. You got oh my god, I got one. Nice. <laughs> I was just guessing. I was like, okay, dead wedding. Yeah, that's pretty good. Corpse perfect. Bride. That is perfect. That was that's awesome. Perfect. Okay, yeah. you got one point. Yay. Uh, Val, you got to catch up. I know. Uh, next one. <laughs> 
Young animal whisperer resorts to drastic body modification for love. Brother Bear. No. Oh, that was a good guess. Right? That's, that's pretty close. That's yeah. really good It's but close? Let me repeat that. <gasps> Young animal whisperer resorts to drastic body modification for love. Body. For quote-unquote love. You, you guys... said animal whisperer. I thought of the zookeeper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Does, does, uh, no. does he? He doesn't like lose weight or anything, right? I haven't seen the movie. No. I don't know. Animal um, Whisperer. Animal Whisperer. Someone who like talks to animals. See, so that's what's throwing me off because I can think yeah. of a movie, but the Animal Whisperer part is like... What movie? You can no, I'm just thinking Princess and the Frog because he um, kind of turns in, you that know? That is cute. No. That's, I know it's not it. I know it's not bottom. it. That's not it because it's, it's not body modification. It's uh, he gets body turned into a frog. transformation or something. Body modification. Yeah. Do you guys give up? Is no, it like with, um, give us another little wait, hint. Wait, Come wait, on. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Hold up. What, what's that one? The doodle, the doolittle. No. no. Yeah, I was gonna. When you said animal whisperer, I, I was like I, Ace Venture. <laughs> this this movie is a classic. It's a classic. Yes, it is a classic, and you guys have definitely seen this movie. No, Wait. a better hint than that. Come uh, on. Okay, this uh, film whisper. involves a lot of nautical themes. Ooh, nautical. nautical. I yes. like that. But I still have no idea. Is well, it a Little Mermaid? It is a Little Mermaid. No. <laughs> Dude, Julia's on a roll today. Yeah, no, she's never on a roll. She gives up her. She gets you're eggs right. because she quote unquote whispered. wants to fuck that. Dude. Yes, you're right. And she talks you said nautical, and I immediately thought mermaid. What mermaid <laughs> film have I no, seen? Yeah. I'm and, totally uh, lost today. And she talks Aww. to animals. You're right. Yeah, I think it's not nearly like they don't address that in the movie. How she can just talk to animals? Well, because she's she's part fish, right? That's what mermaids are. Yeah, but she's a part human. Yeah. Like sushi. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. Oh, okay, let's see I need a point. I need a single point. Okay. Come on. <laughs> this one's, this one's kind of dark. Okay. Uh, oh, but so it's maybe also, this you is have a... seen this movie. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this is your jam. <clears throat> yeah. Psychopath emotionally manipulates and tricks a woman with a neurological disorder into going out with him multiple times. Oh, this is like 50 first dates, right? It's 50 first dates. Okay, she technically got it first. She got the yeah. words out of her mouth first. Yeah, that movie's very true. I rewatched that, that movie. That's a... This this was rigged against me. <laughs> You've never seen Little Mermaid? I have, I have. And have I've seen, seen Corpse, Corpse Bride. Bride. I know, but I'm saying like... I've I, never seen I Corpse feel Bride. like just my like mind is not good. <laughs> and what if? Uh, what if I am? Uh, well, thank you, everyone. You get you get three points to get a crisp high five after the podcast. Nice. Uh, awesome. uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. And uh, thanks listen, for listening. Thanks for listening Woo-hoo. to this podcast. Say bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs>